0: Welcome to the ADHD Essentials Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm an ADHD professional who's been working in the field for 10 years. I'm on the organizing committee for the International Conference on ADHD and a board member of the Men's ADHD Support Group. To me, helping others is a virtue. It's a core part of who I am and brings significant meaning to my life. I'm in a helping profession for a reason. I realized different people have different helping wells, and mine is particularly deep. I was able to go a long time taking care of those who needed it, before my capacity came to its limit. But my capacity for helping started to get taxed due to COVID. At first, I was trying to help everyone. Friends, family, my clients, this audience, the larger ADHD community, even strangers. Really, anyone that I could. I saw COVID as a crisis and was doing everything possible to make sure the people around me got through it as easily as possible. Eventually, though, I had to reduce my circle of helping. I was starting to overtax myself, and my kids had to take priority when I began to homeschool them during the first year of COVID. Then, once the vaccines became available and they returned to school the following year, I began to take care of my dad more driving him to weekly cancer treatments. And then my son Nate's OCD spiked, a story we told in episode 250. That spike led to our family getting pretty isolated and led to me focusing almost all of my helping energy on keeping him as stable as I could. I had to reduce my client load and put this podcast on hiatus. I had reached my limit. That had never happened before, and I struggled with it. But I learned some good lessons during the process. First, I learned that I had a limit to my emotional reserves for helping. That was hard. I felt like I wasn't good enough because I suddenly didn't have my usual patience and was frustrated with and resentful of the folks I was caring for. Looking back at that now, those feelings were normal. The abnormal part was probably that it took me so long to get there. But in the future, I'm going to try to remember that when I start to feel frustrated or get resentful towards the folks that I care about, it means that I'm on the edge of or that I've gone beyond my capacity to help and that I need to change what I'm doing, either by offering less help to others or asking for more of my own. And that brings me to my next takeaway. I am bad at recognizing when I need help. I'm bad at asking for that help. And I'm even bad at accepting it when it's offered or given. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I'm a helper. I spend most of my life in service to others, and I get a lot of meaning from that. But that doesn't mean I don't need help too. It does, however, mean that needing help makes me feel like I'm somehow doing it wrong. If I'm asking for help, my faulty logic goes, then I'm being a burden. And in my mind, my whole job is to ease the load of others, not add to it. But that's silly, because if I'm largely unburdened by helping others, and in fact generally find meaning and fulfillment in doing so, then I'm denying the people I care about the opportunity to find that same meaning and fulfillment if I don't ask for or accept their help. Put another way, I'm refusing their efforts to love and care about me, which isn't great. So I'm working on moving past that faulty initial logic, so I can let others care for me. And get the help I need to become a better version of myself. So that I can, in turn, help others more effectively. Also, sometimes people are helping, but I can't see it. Because they're picking up the stuff that I'm dropping, and not making a big deal about it. I know my wife has been doing this. As a person with ADHD, I'm prone to drop stuff. And not even notice. Especially when the stress is high. I might forget to do the dishes, neglect to run an important errand, or fail to follow through on professional obligations. Because of my concern about dropping balls, I was pretty open about what I was going through with regard to my dad's health and my son's OCD when I spoke to other ADHD professionals, mainly because I wanted them to know why I might not be delivering as well professionally as they would expect. I didn't want them to think I was struggling due to poorly managed ADHD. That's not a good look for an ADHD professional but I also knew that they would understand the significance of the life events that I was experiencing with my family. Circling back to people helping by picking up our dropped balls and not making a deal about it. As I said, my wife absolutely did that over and over again in ways that I'm aware of and certainly many that I'm not. One of the places she stepped in that I'm most grateful for is with our other son, Gavin. For much of the time that I was managing Nate and his OCD, I had neither the time nor the reserves to support Gavin in the way that I wanted to. But Amy was there, stepping into my gap, supporting him during what was an incredibly challenging time for all of us. I'm eternally grateful to her for that. And that's something else I do now. I keep an eye out for the ways that folks are helping me so that I can thank them for doing so. Gratitude can help us connect to others. It can make them feel seen in their efforts, and if we're accepting of the help, it can make us feel worthy of love and support. Don't tell anyone, but a lot of us helpers are secretly doing it because we feel like we need to earn the love and support of others. We don't. We're just as worthy as the folks we're helping. We just don't always see it. Finally, I figured out some of the reasons why I'm so bad at asking for help. One reason is that it often requires a lot of executive functioning work for me to figure out what I need help with and how the person might help me. It often feels easier to just do it myself. And that's often true in the short term. But depending on what the issue is, after I've shown someone how they can help me, they might be willing and able to do it again in the future. And eventually, that time and effort gap balances out and even reverses. The biggest reason I struggle with asking for help, though, is, as I alluded to earlier, in my mind, I'm the helper, not the helped. It's hard to get past that. But reframing asking for help as a version of caring has been useful. Admittedly, it requires some mental gymnastics on my part. The idea is that my asking for help gives the people who care about me a way to demonstrate that care. Basically, if their love language is doing acts of service for folks— but I never let them do an act of service for me, I'm not allowing them to love me in the way that they would prefer. I'm not super comfortable with this frame because it feels like a slippery slope to taking advantage of people and justifying it as letting them love me or giving them what they need. But given how infrequently I ask for help, I may be worrying unnecessarily. As a wrap-up, I want to take a minute to thank some folks who have helped me recently with a pretty big step that I'm taking professionally which is officially beginning the process of writing a book on my Wall of Awful model. These folks are friends, family members, and professional colleagues. They are my wife Amy, for supporting me in this new phase of my career and listening to me ramble on about it. My dad, for throwing some financial support my way so that I can even do this. My writing partner, Alex hughes Capel, for knowing the road ahead, keeping me on track, and doing a lot of the heavy lifting as we work through the initial draft. Her name will be on the front cover, right along with mine. Jessica McCabe, host of How to ADHD, for including me in the process of writing her book, which comes out in January, and thereby inspiring me to take this step. Jordan Harbinger, host of The Jordan Harbinger Show, for helping me decide between self-publishing and traditional publishing by letting me pick his brain about how I might be seen by media outlets like his based on which way I go, and Caroline McGuire for helping me better understand the process of pitching a book to publishing houses and doing everything she can to support me in getting this book published. In case you missed it, I'll be pursuing traditional publishing for a number of reasons, not the least of which is so my dad can see my book in the bookstore. And don't worry, I intend to keep this podcast going during the book writing process and beyond, even if I need a little help along the way hey you're still here nice thanks for staying focused all the way through if you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode feel free to email me at brendan at and don't forget to check out the website adhdessentials.com and visit our facebook community I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.